Hi, I'm Deanne Akers-Lance, and I'm your host for the Canada Abroad podcast. This week, we're going to be discussing COVID-19, or the coronavirus's effect on Canadian immigration. Thank you for joining me this week while we talk about the special measures that the Canadian government has put into effect for those affected by the coronavirus. At this time, Immigration, Refugees and Citizenship Canada has put special measures in place for either citizens or residents of certain countries only. So when we discuss this today, it's only applicable for citizens and residents of those countries. If you're not on that list, but you find that you are still affected by the coronavirus, then we will talk about what you can do to try and have either your visa extended or if you need any assistance in that regards, what you need to do. But to start with, at this time, the special measures that have been put into place are only for those that are citizens of China, Iran, and South Korea or for those who are living in China, Iran, or South Korea. So what they've said is that obviously they know that there's certain disruptions occurring in those three countries, specifically that visa application centers have been closed, certain service disruptions have been occurring at Canadian visa offices, travel plans have been disrupted, and there's limited access to local government offices and businesses, as well as limited access to panel physicians who can complete Canadian medical exams in those countries. So what they've done is they've made a list of certain situations and depending on your situation, they have advised what needs to be done. So we're gonna go through each of those situations and then we're gonna discuss what you can try to do if you are still feeling that you're affected by the coronavirus and that you need to have assistance with changing your visa and you're not from China, Iran or South Korea. But first, we're just going to be focusing on what to do if you are either a citizen of or living in China, Iran or South Korea. So the first is if you've been approved for permanent residence. So maybe you've been given your immigrant visa and it has an expiry date on it, but maybe you cannot travel to Canada before those documents expire. What you need to do is you need to use the Immigration Refugees Citizenship Canada web form to tell them why you can't travel. So I am going to be posting the link in the description of this episode so that you can follow that to the web form if you do need to use it. If the confirmation of permanent residency or your immigrant visa has already expired and you were not able to travel due to the coronavirus, you're also going to use the web form to explain why you could not travel. Okay, so once you've sent that off with the details, they will get back to you on the next steps. Typically, If you have to get an extension for the immigrant visa, you might be required to do a new medical examination. So do just be aware of that. And obviously, if the panel physicians are still unavailable, that's also going to cause a delay in getting that visa reissued. But your starting point is to just contact them through the web form and they will then communicate with you from there. The next situation is if you're a Canadian citizen 
applicant. So not a citizen yet, but you're an applicant. So if you can't travel to Canada and you'll miss a citizenship event or appointment, again, you must use the web form to tell them why. And you have to do so within 30 days of missing your event or appointment, okay? So this could include events or appointments for knowledge tests, retests, an interview, a hearing, or taking the oath of citizenship. If you also need to submit documents in relation to this, you can use the web form to do it. Okay. They've also just made a physical um, presence note here because I'm sure this is a question that's come up for some people. Any extra days spent in an affected country due to the coronavirus will not count as days in Canada. You're still going to have to meet the physical presence requirement. So just keep that in mind. If you are going to miss physical presence in Canada, maybe for your permanent residency or your citizenship, even if it's due to the coronavirus, um, it's not going to count, okay? The next situation is if you've applied for a temporary or permanent residence visa and you're outside of Canada, okay? What they said is they won't refuse your application if you cannot complete the next step in the process due to the coronavirus. So an example of this could be you need to go and give in your biometrics. But you can't do that because the visa application center is closed. Or if you need to complete your immigration medical exam, but you can't do that because the panel physicians are not available. Or if you need to submit your passport or other supporting documents through the visa application center, but you can't do it because it's closed. So if you miss a deadline, they're not going to refuse your application because of that. So you might say, okay, well, I've received the request for my biometrics but I have 30 days to do it and I don't know if the center is going to be open. It's fine. You just contact them and they're going to give you an automatic 90 days to complete your next steps. So they are aware of the situation. So if you do have a request and you need to do your biometrics or submit a document, and you're not able to do it, you're going to get an automatic 90 day extension. Okay. If you've submitted an application and you now know you cannot go and complete your biometrics or your other documents, or you know that, well, you're not going to be traveling now because of the virus, they will only allow you to withdraw your application with a full refund if you withdraw your application within 24 hours of submitting it. So say you submitted an application for a visit visa yesterday and you go, oh no, I know my trip's going to be canceled because my company maybe has put a ban on traveling. Go request to withdraw your application. And if it's within that 24 hour period, they will give you a refund of the application fees. The next one that they outline is if you're about to apply for permanent residence through express entry. And this one's very important because if you receive an invitation to apply through the express entry system, they only give you 60 days to submit your full application. And with that application, you need to have already done your immigration medical exam and you need to have your police clearances available. But if you're in one of these affected countries, you might not be able to get a police clearance done. Maybe you can't go to the station, maybe they're closed, or you might not be able to complete your medical because the panel physicians are unavailable. So what you need to do 
is you need to submit a letter explaining the reason why you're missing the specific document. And then when you're able to, you will submit that missing document through the web form. So again, if you have to submit in the next 60 days and you're not able to submit a specific document due to the coronavirus, you will upload a letter of explanation in its place. And then later when the document is available, you will upload it through the web form. Okay, but also keep in mind, this is just for the affected countries. Next is if you need a visitor visa, study permit, or work permit to travel to Canada urgently, okay? So if you need this visa for urgent, exceptional circumstances, apply online, and this is specific right now to China, okay? You will apply online, and then you will email the visa office with your urgent request, and they will then tend to it on a case-by-case -case basis, okay? If you are applying from Iran, you will again apply online and then you will go and do the web form and ask them to expedite your visa. If you are applying from South Korea, you will apply online. After you apply online, you will then fill out the web form and explain the urgent request. Now again, I'm going to post the link for these special instructions later, so you will be able to read through these if you need further instructions, okay? The next, the next instruction is if you're a permanent resident who needs to travel to Canada urgently. So now this is not for temporary visitors, this is if you are already a permanent resident. If you are in China, and you need a permanent resident travel document to, Canada, to get to Canada urgently, you need to email the visa office. And again, when I e put the link for these special instructions, they're gonna have the email address for Beijing that you can contact, okay? Now, for those who don't know what a permanent tra resident travel document is, this would be for permanent residents of Canada who, for whatever reason, don't have their permanent residency card available to them. In those cases, you need to get a permanent resident travel document to get on a plane to get back to Canada. So the next situation is for those who are in Iran and they need a permanent resident travel document. You need to submit a web form, okay, and explain the situation to them through there, okay? And again, they do have another option to email the visa office and you will be able to find that in the link below. Lastly, for those in South Korea, if you need a permanent resident travel document, you will need to submit a web form as well, okay? And if it's for urgent or exceptional circumstances, then you will email the visa office in Manila, Philippines. And again, you'll be able to find that email address in the link provided. Now, if you're a temporary resident who is unable to leave Canada, you need to apply online to extend your status in Canada just to make sure that you remain legal. So if you're a visitor, you apply to extend your status in Canada, or if you're a worker or a student, you need to extend your status or switch from a worker or a student to a visitor. And that can be done online. And again, you will be able to find the details and the links to the applicable application forms in the link that we provide.
Now, those have been all of the special instructions for those who are affected by the coronavirus, specifically in China, Iran, and South Korea. Now, if you're not a resident or a citizen of one of these countries, but you feel that you are being affected, you need to contact the government through the web form and explain the situation. Because there may be instances that they haven't thought of. Maybe you are from a country that the only way to get to Canada is to travel through an affected area. Or maybe you need to fly into the United States and then on to Canada. But what if your country has now been banned from travel into the United States? You wouldn't be able to get into Canada. So you just need to think, okay, can I prove that there is a real legitimate reason that I cannot get to Canada at this time? Not that I'm just choosing not to go, but I can prove that there is a disruption due to the coronavirus. So keep that in mind when you are making these requests, because the Canadian government is obviously going to be inundated with thousands of people contacting them for a special exception, and they're not going to be able to grant all of them. So just be realistic in your expectations before submitting that web form. Now, what we're going to be doing is we are going to discuss just the travel advisory that's been put on by the Canadian government. So this is what they have put out to their own citizens, just travel advice if you do need to travel. Okay, so there's active travel notices for China, France, Germany, Hong Kong, Iran, Italy, Japan, Singapore, South Korea, and Spain. So the risk levels are higher for those countries. They also say that if you are abroad and you are traveling back, obviously be cautious. If you are displaying symptoms, you're going to want to take that into consideration and make it known before traveling. If you are traveling, wash your hands thoroughly, carry hand sanitizer, try to you know not touch your face. It's very difficult for some people. If you're traveling with kids, obviously it's a lot more difficult to get them to wash their hands consistently, not to touch certain things, but just try to be vigilant. When you arrive in Canada, if you have come from an affected area or you've traveled through an affected area, they are asking you to self-quarantine for 14 days. It's hard to do, but they're asking everyone to do it to just stop the spread at this stage. Now, I'm not sure where you're listening from, but at the moment I'm in Ottawa, Ontario right now, and we've just received word all of the schools are closed after today until April 3rd. That includes all the daycares are shutting down, certain companies have shut down. So it's a big deal here in Canada at the moment. Um, everyone is going to be staying home, self-quarantine, whether they've traveled or not, and whether they like it or not. So if you are traveling into Canada, just be aware of this. Um, you know, you might not think it's a big deal, but it's just to prevent the spread and so that it won't affect people that are immunocompromised or the elderly, people that are at a higher risk. So just be aware of this. We will keep you posted if there are any new developments. Um, there's been some talk that maybe Canada is going to put a travel ban in place as the United States did this week. Nothing official yet. If there are any changes, we will post um, just a brief update on the podcast here. So if you just hit subscribe, when we post those updates, you'll be notified. 
um, or you can check in with our website or other social media and we'll be posting all of the updates on there. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in. This has been the Canada Abroad podcast, and we hope that you'll tune in to our next episode.